Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Owen Tangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. It's the first week of August. We think we'd just be talking solely about football. Yeah. But we're not. Uh, we're going to have a fun, casual conversation anyway here at Roosters. That's Anthony Schlegel attacking and dominating the mac and cheese bites. Doug Worthington in the building right there. And Justin Zwick got the normal crew for us uh, as we try and get ready. Training camp supposed to start on Friday. The Big Ten says last week, well, we're not sure yet. Mm. Let's wait. Right. Give us five days. And we're going to decide on Wednesday if you guys can have training camp. That's deep. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking to their lawyers right now. They, they're making sure that they have their T's crossed and their I's dotted um, just because this is a different time than ever before. And, I mean, they have to make sure that they keep the, the league safe, but, you know, obviously watch for any suits or anything that's happening <laughs> in, you know, different ways. Like, Paxton? It, it's pretty crazy. Like, what what was going to change between Friday – so Thursday night, I guess, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten uh, commissioner, puts out the letter to the athletic directors in the league. He has to know, you write this down, that a reporter like me or anyone else who covers this league is going to see it. It's in writing. It goes to the schools. We can get it. It's a public record. Mm. Okay? What's going to change between Thursday night <clears throat> and this Wednesday or Friday about playing training camp, going out and practicing? And I feel like you have to do it. Right. If you're not going to practice, you don't even know if you're going to be able to play games. Right. I just don't yeah, understand yeah. what's going on in the Big Ten right now. I think it's what's going on in the world. I feel like people just... Yeah. Put something out there. It happened in Ohio last week. Hey, we're going to ban this drug that might help. <laughs> See how everybody reacts to it. It didn't go well. Right. <laughs> the next day, hey, we can't we can't be doing that. Right. That right. needs to be between, you know, this and this. No, we can't stop. The same type of thing. Hey, we're going to put this out. See how it, how it plays. Right. See how angry everybody gets, the Corona bros. <laughs> See how mad and how, you know, loud they yell. And then if we need to bring it back a little bit, we will on Wednesday. If not, hey, let's, let's go full steam ahead. I just feel like, you know, there's just so much unknown. People just throw stuff out there now and just see what happens and see how everybody takes it. And nobody's really that pissed off about it. We kind of slide it on through and, and continue as business, you know, normal. I think part of it, if it was just like a PR play to say, hey, it's still an option that we might not play. Right. Which I think was probably the point pr to prepare. We might pull the plug. We still, they still didn't put out a Big Ten schedule yet. You have to have that too if you're going to play football games. You have to have a schedule. I think I just I have a hard time wrapping my mind around why the Big Ten has chosen this approach when the Big Twelve was already practicing. The SEC and the Pac-12 had just put out their own schedule models and said we're going to use that flexibility. We're going to you had a good idea with conference only, and we're going to take the next step. And the Big Ten's just sitting here still with no schedule whatsoever. When September 26th is out there as a date. Everybody knows when they can report to training camp. And nobody has problems starting practice except the Big Tens are saying, well, let's, let's just wait till Wednesday. Right. I don't get it, Schlegs, and I know that you don't either. Drop your sack and attack. That's how I know, right? So here's a, here's a problem with that. Justin's absolutely right. It, oh, um, you know, our state just came out and said, like, hey, we're not going to have football. And then one day later, we mm -hmm. got football back, right? And right. there's... Here's so we talked to our lawyers, and we're well, all good now. Well, I mean, again, like part of that was because of the schools and the liability of losing their insurance by a recommendation on mm -hmm. people that are on a board, right, of which have no practical experience or in the hospitals and knowing what's going on with COVID. Besides the point, nobody wants to go and have contingency plans. Like we've talked about this numerous times in the yeah. show. Nobody just wants to come out and say, hey, listen, we're optimistic about having football. Here's our start date. Here's how we're going to do it. Here are the protocols that the NFL is using, that the NBA is used, that hockey is using. Again, hockey has been in phase four now, zero COVID test. Again, they're in a bubble and they're playing in remote cities, but you can still have the pods like our high school coaches have been doing 
all summer long, right? You got a JV pod, a varsity pod, ones and twos of, of both sides of the ball, you know, together, right? To limit, you know, if there was some type of spread. But at the end of the day, everybody's been doing that. And so just have a plan. Hey, here's our initial start date. If things go according to plan, here's where we're starting, right? And the good thing is kids are prepared. The last thing you want to do is, is say, all right, we're not going to have it or, you know, don't keep planning ahead, right? You want to have kids in there understanding the game, being healthy enough to play. The right. ramping up and down, up and down is not something you want because it's, it again, goes against the kids being safe, right? So again, just come out and say, hey, as a program or excuse me, as a Big Ten conference, right? Have a commissioner worth his salt. Like I just saw that they pay the daggum Pac-12 commissioner $5.3 million. What the hell? These people... Do to get to get paid this type of money. Right. Like run your conference. Right. Get the AD. Like if you're the commissioner, get the ads on board, and say, hey, listen, what's going on in your state? What's going on in, our, in your state? All right, do you have the things in place? Is there something that we could do as a conference to help mitigate the things that you guys are doing so that everybody can have the same type of protocols that we're all doing equally? Right. If you want that. But just have a plan, yeah. and then guess what? Go execute. That's a problem with our country. Nobody wants to execute. Everybody wants to talk about it. They don't want to be about it. Mm. And the Pac-12 is a great example of that, Schlegs, because now you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the players. They found their voice this summer. They're yeah, using they it again now. I, I don't know that everything in the uh, We Are United plan that they put out this weekend to potentially boycott uh, training camp and practices makes a lot of sense, Right. starting with asking for 50% of the revenue. I think uh, you guys who've been in the NFL yeah. know that, hey, the, the Players uh, players uh, Association there has been trying to get 50-50 for a long time. For, for a long time. Didn't really work out so far. I mean, that's a big ask. Now, yeah. other things that they want to fight for, great. Right. COVID protection. Right. Uh, six years, you know, extra scholarship money to come back. Uh, health insurance after your career's over, great. Yeah. That's Let's do that. But – I don't. It's just another thing that's on top of one. Everything's piling up to try and keep football from being played. It feels like. Yeah, right now they're reaching a little bit, and and as you know, like you said, us playing in the NFL. You know, when that NFL PA deal went down, we we made sure that we asked for a little bit more than we thought we was going to be able to get, and that's what those guys are doing is putting themselves in a key position to be able to have some leverage and yeah. have some where to fight from. You know, if you said 25%, they're going to already knock it down anyway. So, again, players having a voice um, in a time like today is uh, – it's great, you know, but what do they do for it? You know, how much are they listening to? Um, they keep they're, they're starting the conversation, um, just like the, the the guy from UConn was a the guy that said he wasn't getting no food. I think it was Shabazz, Shabazz yeah. or something like. That. He said I didn't eat. You know, what I mean, a couple weeks before the NCAA tournament. And look how all these scholarship athletes got a bunch of this extra food and extra money for the program. So, you know, again, as a time like this, as, as, as big as a stage, our, as we're waiting for college football to happen and waiting for kids to go into camp and things of that nature, you know, these guys, you know, took it upon themselves, however they did it, you know, them Zoom meetings or whatever it was, and said, hey, look here, man, we're, we're, we, we have a chance to kind of do something different and, you know, see if they listen to us and see how far we can go with it. So. I commend them a little bit. I commend yeah, them. Yeah, I just feel sure. like they're taking advantage of the situation, knowing that they have this whole COVID thing to fall back on. You yeah. know, I mean, I feel like, and I don't know, I'm not around Ohio State, but I feel like they probably have the best of the best. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't have a nutritionist when we were going through there. They have that now. They yeah. have somebody giving them vitamins every day, telling them what to eat every day, doctors overseeing everything that they're doing. So I find it kind of interesting that Pac-12 players are saying, hey, we don't have these things in place. <laughs> like, what are they doing out there? Right. They don't have that that stuff as well they don't have that support system out right. there 
Uh, so I feel like they're just trying to hold people's feet to the fire two weeks before season starts. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do this now. We want 50%. It, it seems a little... <sighs> well, it gets a conversation going. It, it right. gets it going, but, but, but it just doesn't, it doesn't come across to me as a legitimate gripe. I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's... For, you're supposed to start the dialogue because we've already been moving moving that way mm-hmm. right. with trademark and licensing, mm-hmm. right? And your likeness. Yeah. Which is done, though, so right? I mean, that's coming. It's well, coming. it's coming, okay. but yeah. again, people want it faster. And, you know, that, again, that's the NCAA. That's that's the ADs that get together that work in, you know, in this country about like facilitating that because there's a lot of questions about that, mm-hmm. right? Like who's going to be doing the, the, the image and likeness, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's going to be doing it? How's the money going to go to the student athlete, right? Because it's, it's, guess what? It's not going to be fair across the team board, mm-hmm. right? right? So let, let's get into some of the asks because there's some of them, like at 100%, and again, we're talking about social injustice. Well, what money are you going to use for social injustice and where's it going to go? Mm-hmm. Like that's my biggest thing. Like if you go back and you look at the swine epidemic that we had in our country, people were, states were using up their stockpiles of things, right? The government then gives them money to replenish their stock. Well, some states are like, you know what? We're going to use it on solar panels. We're going to use it here. You have the right to go use it however you want, but you should have spent it in the area which you just used it, right? But you chose to do something different. So let's talk about social injustice a little bit because that's what they said. The biggest thing to me when I look at a social injustice besides besides police brutality or whatever they talk about, and again, I'm one that is not, do not defund the police. We need police, but there also needs yeah. to be accountability and more training. More training. Right? right. More to yeah. support the men and women that serve us. Right? But let's look at this. The average median income in the United States, 81,000 Asian, 68,000 white, 51,000 Hispanic, 40,000 black. The discrepancy, there's a couple of uh, issues, but education is one. That's true. So let's, but besides that, like, hey, we want to put money towards social injustice. Like, let's figure out a solution. I've heard no solutions right. whatsoever as to, and again, you could even say the same thing in the disparity between white and the opioid epidemic of their families. But how do we get two parent homes and education to meet the gap? So instead right. of just saying, hey, we're going to, we're going to support it. Let's go create change and solutions. So that's what not, I'm not just saying about this proposal, but like we need to start having dialogue about solutions. One, two, let's talk about the 50 50 revenue. It's a business mm-hmm. like you. Nobody goes to the NFL or comes to college already developed. Doug Worthington, no. I saw your your flashback picture of when you were in high school. Right, <laughs> right, right. now, Doug's a, Doug's an anomaly here, people, <laughs> right. because yeah. Doug he's is a, a freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> OK, but like nobody goes to Ohio State or any type of Pac-12 school, especially the Pac-12, right. right? Already developed. Like the resources that we have to pay coaches to develop these guys, to go be first-round picks, to go win national championship, is part of their experience in college, right? Outside the academic, right? That's a scholarship, and you have that. But nobody is developed. And again, the money that comes in through the... the um, uh, excuse me, the television and, and all those things that they do collectively as a conference, that money is to be utilized to build the facilities of which you practice it. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's probably 10 schools in America, their athletic departments are in the black and we're, we're fortunate enough to have one here at Ohio State. Right. Other than that, the university is flipping the bill, right? As an experience. So that being said, the revenue sharing will never be there, right? Because again, if you say, Equally, they all are worth a million dollars. And you brought up that Justin Fields was worth $3 million. I want to know, one, where they're getting that information from. Mm-hmm. But two, like, that's not true. Because there's 85 scholarship athletes on the field. They're, all, they're not all worth the same. And even on average, it's not going to be right. 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 
But that being said, there's other ways, right? There is the medical for, and we've had teammates that have had suicide or people that have mm-hmm. mental disabilities as they get through or right. job placement. Like that could be in there. Healthcare, that could be there. Make it a six year. And I like the six year thing mm-hmm. because if we really want to, to produce generational wealth for student athletes that pr- predominantly are African American, get them a master's degree, yeah, which is a six year program, right? That's so good. I like those type of things because now we're, we're giving back into the people that want to go get it, right. and we're giving them the resources to go do it, right? So there's some things I really liked. There's other things that I, do, I don't like when they flash the big of a number, and I get I, I negotiate all the time, but like it's got to be concise to the point of what we're trying to get. We're trying to get safe working conditions to go play college football. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, we need to look at how our scholarships are, What you know, the things that we're receiving. We need to get more in-depth on the image and likeness, right? And then we need to think about how can we set ourselves up for success because, listen, 3% of their team is going to the NFL. Right. Probably 15% of the Buckeyes, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the reality. So they need to go be a pro in something else. Let's let the education do that. Well said. Um, Justin Fields is worth $1.34 million. So, yeah. So then according they had, to his likeness. So they said, so they said, so in this thing, in yeah. this article, right, that we were reading, they said on average, the average. Pac-12 player, and they said average was one million one one point zero six. Which again, where are they getting their numbers from? If they're one hundred percent, no way that's correct, right? And then if you go look at, you know, what if we pay? I mean, there's people out there paying a hundred dollars for a training session that lasts one hour. Where Coach Mick, all right, that could be two hundred bucks, but then obviously, where is his value? So that's probably a four hundred dollar a session, right? Over the course of the entire year, you see what I'm saying? So then you got to go back and if you really want to get the weeds and take facilities, (laughs) the food. Right. Yeah, the stipend mm-hmm. that you get yeah. to go live on off campus, right? The amount of food that you get because they got really good they got food, some good food now. right? Yeah. And how about the travel <laughs> expenses? You can say, well, what about the travel to the games and back, right? Yeah, we're paying that. You know, I mean, so at the end of the day, like, like one, you got to know what what's going on, but you got to know what the hard ask for because in business, it's economic term, right? You're only as valuable as your second best option. And the bad thing that college players have going to the negotiating table <laughs> is their second best option is not playing at that university. Mm-hmm. It's playing at, you know what I'm saying? It's playing Division it might Two, be not playing anywhere, right? Yeah. So, so, so they do have some leverage. The leverage that they truly have is to make educational, healthcare, and the image and likeness, right, in working conditions. Like that's the stuff that they could get past now because right. that's that's a right that they all deserve. Mm-hmm. But Jay Z, I think you said this early on that <laughs> I talked a lot. I'm eating mac and cheese, but I'm gonna yeah, stuff my face, so I won't speak anymore. Worked up an appetite there. That, yeah, I won't I speak mean, anymore. You come to the table right now at this time, and it's the maximum amount of leverage that they could have. I think it's been going on for years since you were playing, since since Schlegs was was born forty years ago. <laughs> forty years. <laughs> Maurice tried, Maurice was a pioneer in it. But you know that was that was one guy. Maurice was one guy trying to bring change. Right. Mm-hmm. You've rarely ever had a group that, and I don't know what the actual number of Pac-12 players would be that'd be willing to sit out. They might support what they're doing. But a lot of you guys know that you would still oh, yeah. want to play mm-hmm. football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're also still trying to get to the NFL. That's that's. I'm not trying to pick apart anything that they're doing. And I do applaud them that this has been the, the summer of change, you know, social change, but also just lifestyle change and what we're all dealing with with COVID. So yep. I think this is it's a rare moment where they can change, you know, the course of college football history, which for so long has not really – helped or maximized what the players could earn while they were there. I know that there's parts of that that Schlegs might not agree with, and I know that a scholarship is meaningful. Right. But there's also a lot on the table that, you know, the Pac-12 players have said this is their prime 
earning potential. For some of them, it is. Right, you're right. Jay-Z was never more valuable than when he was the starting quarterback of Ohio State. That's right. just a fact. Yeah. There was a lot of money that was on the table. I think that they should fight for that as any way that they can. But I don't know <clears throat> that asking for 50% of the revenue is going to get them where they want to go. The, cha- the change is here. Um, the dialogue is going on. Um, so what, what those players are, are trying to do is just trying to be, you know, the face of the game. You know, having them assemble and, you know, have some, some demands. Uh, you know, again, you got to tip your head off to them. They had to shoot as high as they did. You have to appreciate the leverage that they're trying to expose. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it's change everywhere. You know, change is abundant. That's the only thing that is constant. Yeah. You know, those guys want to make sure that they give themselves a fighting chance. Um, and, you know, it, I don't know if any other conference or any other people are, you know, going to bond back together. And as far as you saying, like, a lot of players will be, you know, okay with the beginning of it and, and trying to get behind them when, you know, bullets are not really supposed to be flying yeah. until it's time to, to talk to mom and dad on the phone like, hey, you know, we got you up there. You're a freshman or you're this. You need to go play. You know, those seniors <laughs> or that person that, you know, is making that demand or making that statement, they don't represent your household. So these are not grown men like the NFL who, you know, got a family to feed. You know, some of them do. But, you know, when it comes down to being young, um, I do hope, like Slake said, they get some representation. Um, I, I do feel like they're in an area of, you know, just wanting to be passionate about some of the things that are, are going to happen and, and might miss them, really, because with COVID and, you know, a couple more months down the line, the season, you know, what season yeah. might we have? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, you know, power to you, but, you know, we'll see exactly where the chips fall when they do. Well, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And yeah. so as soon as the Pac-12 comes out and says, all right, we're not going to play this year. See yeah. you. How, right. how about that? Take, you know. Have, have fun. That is a punch in the mouth. Uh, you know, so it, it, it sounds great. But on the other hand, all right, we want 50%. We want that 50% to go towards this, to go towards that. Not in my pocket. Yeah. We really want to make a change here. We want to start setting up things to help make that change throughout. It kind of just seems like, hey, we want to be paid and we want to be paid now or we're not right. going to play. Yeah. That's the that's where it kind of loses me. Like You want to make change or you, you want to get behind you know everything that's going on this summer and, and really – kind of use your platform to help all of that say this university needs to be given money or this pac 12 needs to be given money to these charities these different things to make an impact socially yeah and that we're behind but it's not going into our pocket we're not we're really giving ourselves up to make change but it seems like they're well, saying hey we want to be paid and we want to be paid now we're not going to play well the hardest thing too is if you go look at at the sports that football and basketball support which they're, is predom- all of them. They're, they're predominantly white club sports, mm. Olympic right. sports. Right. I mean, that's what it is, right? Well, they're just now, here, Olympic here, sports. But, that I mean, but predominantly that. But here, here's the other thing that I would say is I disagree. I, I do not agree that this is their greatest earning potential because if you go down and think about it, right? I'm talking about all student athletes. Right. Now you're gonna have outliers, right? Justin Fields could earn some money, but at the end of the day. It's not because he's going to play in the NFL. But if you go look at all of us here while we were while we were here, and we've all done signings in this community, yeah, yeah. we know the value yeah. because we also live in a community where there's abundance of former Buckeyes, right? Right, and and though on the field, not all stats are created equal. What I found is it's the people that have the high GSF that are very personal that get brought back. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, right. And there's a lot of our brothers that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And so they don't get asked. Right. And so that being said, if you just say a college tuition is 25, let's just say the coach they receive is 25. That's 50, right? Some of the room and board and all the food, let's say that's 25. You're looking at 75 grand. 
just for that year. That's a lot, mm-hmm. right? But with that college degree, potentially a master's degree, your greatest years are ahead of you for the long haul, right. not just right. the short term. And I think that's where we all get caught up. Is It's in the immediate short term. And the college football game is one to where there's only a, like 1,600 people. Is that right? In the NFL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, per year. 55 times 32. Yeah, it's not a lot, right? So at the end of the day, like it's about developing the total person and going back to all positive juice. It's why I love the coaches at Ohio State. Right, coaches at Ohio State are trying to produce the whole man. Mm-hmm. Why? Because co- our our coaches deeply <laughs> care about what they do in the classroom. And they know most and of these guys the aren't going to the league. Right. They're doing I mean, they're not. Yeah. Right. I mean, our goal is to That's coach just, every single one of sure. them as though I they are. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to add, give as much value as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But that is not the likelihood. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to set them up for success for the long term. Yeah. Right. And that's why people want to come to Ohio State <laughs> over. Some of the other schools, because we live in Columbus, Ohio, where right. there is an abundance of job opportunity. Right. Well, my point wasn't that Jay-Z is not currently very successful, which he is. <laughs> He's a great person. But there, his marketability, let's yeah. say, he. Yeah. I, maybe I phrase it wrong when I say that Jay-Z is not valuable I like, now. I was, like your bar- marketability. But his marketability Sorry, I'm with you. was the most, you know, most potential that he ever had in terms of marketing himself was those years that he was the starting quarterback. Cardell Jones. Him. And right. so think no, anybody about who started at Ohio State. for one year yeah, that Cardale had for the time that Jay Z had, even when Jay Z was not starting, he is still uh, a very high profile person in this community that he, he can vouch for all the people that that knew who he was and wanted him to appear at things and could have, mm-hmm. I won't put any words in his mouth, could have offered him opportunities to help back then mm-hmm. uh, under the table or not. Right. That all existed. Right. I want all that stuff to be above the table. If Jay Z was gonna, you know, get paid fifteen thousand dollars for a Twitter post, great. Yeah. If he's gonna Home go run. appear at Buyers Auto Roosters, Dude. great. Let's like, go. I think that they should have that opportunity. Mac and yep. cheese no bites. Doubt. But that is that is all Chevys. That's also all separate from fifty percent of revenue. Right. Um, th- that is going to fund the stuff that they do benefit. You know. Directly from now that you're talking yeah, about the facility. I mean, the, the, well, I mean, just think about the facilities because I know for a fact, like they want to blow up the Woody and make this football complex because the shoemaker yeah. and all that stuff. Guys, we're talking hundred, we're like hundred, hundred fifty, two yeah. hundred million dollars <laughs> for these type of renovation projects, right? Yeah, that's like crazy. that's a lot of money. And if you're bringing in 25, 30 G's from the TV yeah. and you're making. You know, let's say another seventy five hundred from the stadium, but guess what? Poof, David Copperfield, twenty twenty, COVID happened. You only get twenty twenty k in there, <laughs> right? They ain't gonna be able to drink enough to increase that. Well, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so it's not gonna be there. So, where does it come from, right? You just Gene Smith just farts and boom, there's money. No, <laughs> right? You got people that donate, put their names on different things. Right? It takes time to go do that. And guess what? Our student athletes are the beneficiary of other people's gift and kindness right. along with the TV dollars. All right, we're going to talk about some football. We're, we're going to take a break first, and then we're going to actually talk <laughs> We've been about talking about football the entire time. <laughs> I know we have. Football's a, it's life, man. Football is life. That's a great rest. Yeah, just details. Look at that guy's bike outfit. <laughs> you got some new guy? t-shirts you being made over here. You know that guy? That guy's over there with a the bike outfit That's on. That's pretty sweet. It's amazing. I wish I could it is amazing. We'll be right back here on Letterman <laughs> Live brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All 
the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Roosters. This is Letterman Live. All right, we're going to assume that the Big Ten does the right thing. They are playing. Yeah, they're playing. Play through it. Play through it. Bend your knees, hydrate, flat back. Sleep, bend your Uh, knees. Shin angle, get all that stuff (laughs) going. Tag and dominate. All right, so they've set by Wednesday that they're going to make that decision. We're going to assume that they do the right thing. If you're... You have to make some effort to play, right? That's my that's mm-hmm. my stance on that. Yes. And you don't know what's maybe it's going to be so bad when you start actually tackling each other that we'll look in two weeks and say there won't be a season. Mm. But you do have to try right now with practice. Right. What have you done the last two months that's been building up to this? If you didn't think that you were actually going to put mm-hmm. on a helmet and go hit and then see if you could play games, I get that they want to, you know, send a public signal or whatever. But we're not going to talk any more about that off the field stuff. Okay, we're just going to assume that Friday the Buckeyes report. And get ready for training camp. Who is the most important guy going into training camp that has the most to prove for these Buckeyes? Where is the area that they need this? Ryan D-line. D-line right wins championship. All right, well, right. I knew that Doug was going there. I, I had to. That's that's my position. That's what I love. Guys like this, I try to affect. Guys like this, I really <laughs> I try, try to, to affect. <laughs> yep. So it's one of those things where, for me, man, you, you went up front, man. Uh, we got Chase Young. We got the Bosa brothers. You know what I mean? We got Cameron Hayward. We got a, a plethora of just great defense linemen. Um, you got to look at what's next. Uh, I look at the big guy, Zach Harrison, that I had a chance to actually help out and train a little bit uh, right. back in his days at Orange. Um, he is destined to have a, a freakish season, you know, with, with Mick, you know, in, in, in a, in a Maybe a little bit of a different year as far as training, um, but the fact of having Coach Johnson and having that legacy and that pedigree that he wants to, you know, keep on, you know, building that legacy. I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do off the edge. He showed a lot of glimpse uh, when it came down to uh, last year and filling some some good time. You know, some of it was garbage rolls, some of them sacks. Maybe not mean too much, but you know, the fact that you're a freshman, <clears throat> you're bending the edge, you're competing. Um, I, 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 kudos to him. Uh, also, you know. Uh, Troy Vincent's son, you know, a, a guy um, who got injured, as we talked about earlier. Um, so to see him, you know, come back being a number one defensive line recruit, yeah. Um, yeah. a year of health maybe, and, uh, and and Coach Johnson again at the wings, I think the defensive line should be uh, a wrecking point. And we've talked about that before, the losses that they suffered at defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, those three veterans that are now gone. And, you know, I thought Devon Great Hamilton players. was one of the best, yes. most impactful players in the country. He was. You take, you know, him out of mix. Sean Cornell, Robert Landers. I mean, that's that's a big deal. And I've said it before, and it does sound crazy. You lose Chase Young, yeah. the Rushmen are probably going to be fine on the edge. You got right. Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, Jonathan mm. Cooper, right. Tyler Friday. That's going to be fine. But those guys in the middle, and you bring up a great point there with Teron Vincent. That's it, this is the year that he's supposed to be the guy as the number one recruit in the country. Your third year in the program, he just hasn't had that chance. You know, basically injuries derailing the first two years, yeah, kind of tough. developing year one. You know, he could be a guy that. You get into training camp and really show what he can do. That's a big one. Schlegs, what are you thinking? Go ahead. I was going to say, I tore my ACL my freshman year um, and had to recover from that. I had little nicks and bruises when it comes down to coming from high school and playing in a big boy stage. Yeah. Health is key. Um, and I just hope the kid get healthy and really, you know, show his potential. And I think that's part, like, that's kind of the benefit of COVID. Yeah. Right? Because, again, if you think about it, all these guys would have gone through the final, the, the final winter conditioning. They would have went to spring ball. They didn't have that last push. Right. They had some time to rest, right? Recover their bodies. They're not able to go in there and squat five, six hundred pounds. So their bodies got like a little break from the physiological load mm-hmm. that they would already have, right? The summer conditioning was modified. Yep. 
right? So now you got guys, hopefully, that were able to take care of their bodies and come back rejuvenated, excited, passionate about getting out there with no nicks, right? Right. So that's one of the that's kind of one of the blessings because Ohio State and our strength conditioning program is all, our guys will always be ready, and that's the one thing I've noticed since Mick has been there. Mm-hmm. Like when we played Alabama, like all right. Big dudes, but stiff. Our guys, big, athletic, strong-looking dudes, right? Like, yeah. Line them up in the Big Ten. There is a big difference between the way our dudes look and the way Michigan guys' dudes look. Oh, my God. Period, man. I mean, Forever. part of that is genetics, but part of it is the training, right? Well said. Um, but that being said, like, I think for me, offensively, it's Petit Friere. Like, like, who is that tackle? Yeah. That's the number one. Because you already know the other four dudes are proven. Right. Right? So, you know, and, and was it um, – who's the other guard? Harry Miller. Yeah, Harry. Miller. I'm good with Harry. Like yeah. I've heard enough about Harry and what he could do that I feel com- complete confidence. It's do we have a tackle that has the swag and and the tenacity that the rest of our offensive line does, right? Because that's what you want. Like one whole group that wants to go knock somebody's junk in the dirt, right? Yeah, you need that. Yeah. So then, so you already hit the D line. I. The other thing is running back. Like who's going to be the dude? Right? Are they going to split time? Right? Is it going to be T Master Teague? Is it going to be the transfer sermon? Like, who's it going to be? We already know Justin Fields is the guy. So I'm not even worried about the wide receivers. But who's going to be that next guy on offense as a running back? The people that I've talked to inside that building down the road are go, falling all over themselves to talk about Trey Sermon. Is that right? Why? Uh, because I, I, my biggest thing is why when you got to do like Master Teague. Teague, did Teague get hurt? Well, Teague, at the end. Well, you tear your Achilles yeah, in March yeah. at a, the running back position. This March? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. March. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. You know, he and he's, you know, shown up in the workout videos. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been an optimism that he could be ready to go by the start of the <clears> season. But you know, I've seen this play out before with an Achilles. Yeah. Well, tough, yeah. No, you don't want to rush Orland, Justin right. Hilliard. I mean, you can get back and play. Are you the same? Are you the same cat? Right, and especially right. at a position like running back, I just consider me skeptical about that. And even, even if I wasn't, I still think that Trey Sermon is just brings a higher upside to that position. Coming from that Oklahoma offense, I've already seen what he can do as a receiver out of the yeah. backfield. The stuff that he can do when he was healthy. Now he got he was hurt late last right. year and missed the end of his career there with the Sooners. But the reviews I've heard from him, and again, it's been limited what he can do. Mm-hmm. But the maturity that he that he shows, the physical way he attacks the workouts, there's not going to be an issue learning what to do with the offense. What a lovely, as I said, a lovely yeah, day nice in Columbus, rain. Ohio. Uh, it's summer real, rain. It's real Carl talk. Thomas, summer rain. I do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> but I think that um, Trey Sermon, I have no no issues with that. Yeah, yeah the, the thing with that is, is you think you know he's going to be a player. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma recruits players. I right, mean, their offensive sure. they they put up points, so you know he's going to be a player. It's going to be the big issue there is going to be can he stay healthy? Right? Can he be your three down back? Yeah. If you need him to be for the entire season. Uh, you know, because Master probably isn't going to be, especially with not knowing what's going on with COVID, you're probably not going to try and push him to, to be yeah, ready to rock. So point. Cans, can can the new guy hold up and do everything you're asking him to do for an entire season if it gets to be played? Yeah. I think that's the biggest question on the offensive side for the running backs. I'm more excited, and it's not necessarily a question, but I'm excited to see Justin Fields year two. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Day's first time having a quarterback come back. Yeah. And having that, you know, even though they weren't in meetings together, they weren't, they were, they oh, were they talking. Was, <laughs> it was communicating, right. You, you better believe. They oh, were zooming, the they were doing whiteboards, they, they were doing everything they could in the offseason. So when Justin Fields comes in and camp, I wouldn't be surprised if Day's just like, run this. Right. right? Yeah, Go do it. Going. Run your practice. You know, these are the situations we're in. Call your plays. What, what do you like? What are we doing here? You know, as an offense, and I'm excited to see that. 
you know, before everything got shut down, we were all about these wide receivers, boy. I know. You know, we were all about it. Be hard. We wanted to see them. Spring ball. We're going to yeah. see what these young guys can do. For sure. Right. Even though we already have yeah. Gary Wilson and Olave. Yeah. Right. But we wanted to see. So I'm excited for that, to get these young guys in there and get start pushing these older guys that have been around and learning from them and really what it's like to, to be an Ohio State wide receiver. Uh, I, I think the offensive side of the ball, man, I think it's going to be exciting well, this and, year. And, Jay-Z, the other thing we were talking about way back in March before things went haywire – you know, C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller are already starting the competition to replace Justin Fields. And we've had, you know, I'm not suggesting this is happening whatsoever for Justin Fields, but there's already been one NFL prospect that's said, I'm opting out of this year. That's huge. I don't think it'll happen at right. Ohio State, but you're either an injury away or next spring from the next guy needing to take over for yeah. Fields. And Stroud and Miller enrolled early to get a jump on that, and they got three practices, and then they went home. Yeah. So this training yeah. camp for them is huge as well because – you know, Gunnar Hoke, if he's if he's the guy that's number two going into the start of the season, that's fine. But he's not going to be around mm-hmm. for long, and he doesn't have the same potential that these two guys have. Yeah. So, how quickly do they get up to speed? Well, that's a, that's a tough thing. I mean, I think those two young quarterbacks probably miss the most from spring ball because you, you graduate yeah. early, so you can say, "I want to go through spring ball. Yeah. Right. I want to see what this is all about at this next level." And poof, David Garfield is gone. Did I use that right, oh, well, did, did I use that right? That Whoa! <laughs> I gave you a fist bump. That's a little alley-oop. Yeah, man. But, you know, you to start eating mac and cheese? Yeah, I know. I'm just too? going to start going crazy here. eat this. My, I'm, but, you know, it's like I've that, him well. that was that big spot where they missed out on a lot. Because now right. it's going to be – Fields is getting one – you know, he's getting all the one reps. Mm-hmm. You know, and you almost have to go into the season with your backup from last year saying, yeah, we, we don't – we haven't seen what these guys can do enough right. in full pads and full, you know, fire or bullets firing yeah. to to know what they got at this level. So I think they'll just kind of bring them along slowly, and they'll get a lot of reps from playing scout team, which is huge. And you're going up against, you know, the D line that they just talked about. All these guys, the rushers. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to get some great experience right playing against those guys, and I, and I think you that's going to be real big for them. Justin brought a good point up about the wide receivers and that is the other thing that we need to be watching because we lost some cats mm-hmm. in the secondary and the good thing about our wide receiver core is that they are elite mm-hmm. and you got guys obviously having Sean Wade back but you got Proctor you got Seven Banks you got Brown was it Chavos? <laughs> legend, Ch- legend Cavazos C- I like Chavos Tacos. Cavazos? Cavazos, yeah. Cavazos Tacos sound good, too. Yeah, they, they yeah I could do marketing. that. Marketing. Chaco Another marketing yeah, Chaco deal. Chaco Taco. Name, I used to eat Chaco Tacos all the time I at school. It. Yeah, Bluebell <laughs> ice cream sandwiches. Anyways, but yeah, and Hooker, those are the, that, that's the group that, one, having Kerry Combs back, mm-hmm. you already know that they're going to be well coached. Well said, yeah. But I want to see the competition because going against those wide receivers, mm-hmm. a guy that's fiery mm-hmm. like Kerry – Right, I want to see their development, and what we didn't get to see was where were they after spring ball because they weren't going to be at that wide receiver level. It's a lot easier, I think, to play wide receiver than it is DB covering them. Yeah, right, sure. especially yeah. when you're trying to learn yep. new systems. Yep. Right, I'm running around. I know what I'm running. Yeah, I just got to catch the ball. I know my points. I know where I need to be. These guys don't. Right, yeah, so they got to play fundamentals and technique. Right, while they're learning the defense. So that being said, because I would have thought after spring football, this would have been the group that had the needed to have the biggest the jump, jump yep. going into fall camp, right? But we didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. And they probably don't get to play against a lot of other wide receivers and get that real one-on-one type work. Mm-hmm. So that's the group. If this, if this defense is going to return to prominence like it did last year in being a top-five defense, this is the group that asking that's going to have to step up because it was because of that secondary that gave an extra half second mm-hmm. to a second for those guys to get home. Right, right? Now that they're gone, 
two first-round draft pick corners. Mm-hmm. Now that they're gone, right, they got to step up or the rush won't ever be able to get there because they'll be able to hit quick th- quick hitters all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's nice to have, you know, top five year-after-year recruits, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just got a plethora of these great athletes that we're just waiting to spawn into something. Um, the biggest thing about this season, you know, when we have the season, I got, got a, a once a season, um, I like but it. is the fact speaking, that speaking we're, our, our hardest competition is going to be us. At practice. And normally it's always been that way. I mean, my, my toughest battles, uh, I would never forget, is uh, Nick Mangold and uh, – uh, <laughs> Um, Rob Sims just coming together and just having their way with me no, and just I'm taking sure. me to the. <laughs> so sure. it's one of those things where now they're going to get you know to the fire when, when we get back together when they get back together on Friday. Um, so I'm excited to see what these guys will do. Um, it's an exciting time. Um, it's a different time, but it's, uh, it's fun. Yeah, you don't even technically care what those young receivers do to play this year. You right. just want them to be good to practice yeah. against yeah. that yeah. secondary because they're going to be a scout team and you want that. And Carrie's probably saying, bring those guys over here. Right. Right. I want to test yeah. my guys. Right. And so you want them to come back strong because of that aspect, as well as fitting in on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, the scout team, man, that can be get real. a lot of good work done over real there. And, work. you know, right. having those young players coming in and getting after those DBs, I think that will be huge. And I think Kerry would love that. Well, the special teamwork, right? Like, I mean, well. this is going to be elite, man. I love yeah. it. And that's the other thing that nobody we haven't really mentioned. Obviously, I didn't talk about the linebackers either. Well, I was going to say that it's, no, it's, because it tells good. you how far that they're they've good. come yeah. at that position. Yeah. 100%. That we don't have to remember 2018? Remember 2018? I certainly do. I certainly do. Man, good for Al. Good for those dudes, man. I'm really <laughs> proud of them. But here's the other thing that we, we haven't really talked about with the shortened schedule. What happens with the four-game thing for a freshman? Mm. Before they get redshirted, yeah. mm-hmm. got to keep it. I think you got to. You think, know, I think. No, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I think like, they should be allowed to play as many this year. Just let people play. You have to fill out the roster because you're going to have you're, people. You're going to have to need the forfeit, and well, I don't want to play my freshman. Well, we need to play the game. Guess what? Has any still, conference came out how they're going to handle that rule? That's my That's czar of college football. Has rule. anybody handled that rule yet? Has no, anybody come not. out with any kind of conversation We're about, about that? The NCAA, of course they haven't. We've got so many more issues before we get to that point. <laughs> yeah, so, but again, but, like, but, but what do you do all day? Yeah. Like, well, why don't you got – that's what I'm saying. What have you been doing for the last six months or I'm four just so, months? We haven't even heard if C.J. Saunders is eligible. I'm just some sloppy over here, you know? Just sitting here having a fun, casual conversation using mac and cheese bikes and Italian subs. I love them. <laughs> but like, why haven't they come out and just went through all the different scenarios? Yeah. What the Sam Dickens do they do? And is there a home office in Indy? Yes. There ain't nothing to do there. <laughs> what are you a, doing? It's just a building with a phone in it. Is that not are actually you, people working there? Like, do you talk to people? <laughs> right? I just, mean, again, this stuff calling a dancing machine. This Hello, stuff. this is CJ Saunders. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to know uh, if I'm going to be eligible. <laughs> Can I, uh, season's right, like right here. Yeah. No. Yeah. From Ohio yeah. State. You, yeah. You've had my appeal yeah. since uh, last year. Yeah, it's wild, right? Yeah. They haven't been able to get it's around to See, I, I just... That is laziness. And they're making a bunch of money too, Schlegs. You talk about the AD. 100%. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Every, but that's what, that's what I'm talking about, man. It just it absolutely chaps my yes. Yes. Because you could work these out. Like I got I got walls of whiteboard. I just just write a plan up there, then you start typing it up, then you tweak it, then you execute. Yep. And I got another plan. And guess what? If that doesn't work, I go to this plan. And I keep working. Mm-hmm. We always talk about work working a game, yeah. right? We're going to, at some point, listen, man, we're not going to be shut down forever because of COVID because it's going to be here for a long time, peeps, right? So we got to work through it, yeah. right? Don't let it control us. But again, that takes people, stop being soft, get in a room, create solutions, and go execute to the best of our ability, Yeah. 
We've right? got a great room for it right here at Roosters. They can come down and hang with us. We've yeah, got a bunch we'll of ideas. Right. Hey, we'll, we'll get a sweet spread. We'll get, get a sweet spread. 20, 20 baskets bites. of mac and cheese bites. Look, and man, Italian look, subs. That's my it. My guy. Boom. I got this pomegranate liftoff <laughs> thing. Ooh, Listen, lift everybody, everybody will get one off. after yes. we eat. Right after we eat, and we got you know, boom, spicy Italian just sitting there. Oh, I'm so you're, tired. You're gonna boom, bucks pop that, that in yeah, there, yeah, and then poop David Copperfield. But I'll be juiced out of my mind. You gotta help Doug out with yeah. his product once in a while. Placement, yeah. you guys Attack and dominate the herbal life, yes. dude. Listen, and then I'm, I'm gonna, always game. Yep. Here, I'm gonna give you a quick note don't do this, right? Don't be 39 years old with arthritis and no labrums and try to hit a baseball one handed <laughs> 350 feet. Okay, why one handed? It was important well, because I didn't have a fungo bat, uh, and so I was working the outfield with my it looks my, cooler, my fourteen year old. And I mean, <laughs> and I'm smoking these things, right? I'm just, I mean, they're probably like two seventy five, three hundred. Hey. I'm just like, but I gotta give them big boy pop ups, like right, what are we right, soft, right. Out, yeah. right? So then they're like, hey, co- you know, coach, I bet you can't hit one of them. Were they right? Uh, yeah, because I totally, <laughs> I totally broke my arm. Like uh, I, I whiffed too because I took uh, my eye off it. Yeah, well, you were trying to swing too. I was like, trying to swing too like hard. Golf swing, yeah, it was so bad. And I, I went like this. And slow, it was like, slow, slow. Like, oh no, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I was like, it's not your fault. Play it off. Yeah, I went through BP. <laughs> yeah, played it off. I went through BP, but I think it's my bicep tendon. But anyways, I just hydrate, bend my knees, and I yeah, go bench right. tomorrow. Yeah, why not? Well, well, ice, ice it down. Your ring didn't tell you what happened. No, it tells me when I'm sleeping. <laughs> right, and it gives you like a full like something's wrong. The with Red alert! Red yeah. alert! Yeah, well, it did. Well, the past couple of nights it says Torn like muscle. It said like pay attention to your sleep. It's like you are you are restless. You're hurt, uh, man. I'm, I'm moving around and yeah, that's all right, man. Go Bucks. Go Bucks, baby. Yeah, be cancer. Pack and dominate. All right, he could tell that I was wrapping up the show, but he had to get that yeah, in. Yeah, wait, well, you guys like those stories? No, we got Hey, I'm glad that he I did. I see it in the comments every week, Slags. They it's, love them. It's, <laughs> all, it's always better when I lose control at the end. Yeah. There you go. This has been Letterman uh, Live. Goodness. That is Schlegs, Anthony Schlegel, Doug Worthington, Jay-Z, Justin's Wick. I am just Austin Ward. We'll be back here next week, and we're going to be talking about what happened that first weekend of training mm. camp for the Buckeyes. I guarantee it. No, I can't guarantee that. I, I just hope that <laughs> it hope. happens. Yes. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.